Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going well. We're doing a little remote podcasting today. Uh, everybody's in the comfort of their own home talking Dynasty fans. Well, we're safe because these Dynasty fans football streets are not safe, my friends. Uh, people are dropping left and right out there. I hope your team that's is I'm, staying healthy. That's why I'm home, Rich. One of my favorite <laughs> players dropped. So we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll get into it. I just I, I can't. I'm too depressed to leave. Yeah. One so. of my favorite players of all time. Last week, Nick Chubb. Now it's Mike Matt's guy. Uh, he, he's out for the year as well. So a lot of injuries going on. There's some strategy around that uh, in Dynasty Fence Bowl. I kind of want to hit on that before we actually talk about these injuries. Or no, if, right after these injuries, uh, I'm going to hit on it. If DJ Dallas gets hurt next week, you may never see me again. Oh, well, well I thought maybe if like Javante tore his knee up again or something. Another one. Oh, hey, look, uh, it'll probably, you both lost one guy. I'm going to lose three. It'll be Spears, a, uh, uh, DJ Dallas, and Javante, and I'll just, just, you'll never see me again. Just well, don't even put that out. Don't even put that out in the ether, man. Don't even say <laughs> that. Stuff. I don't want to lose my new love, uh, Devon Achan, uh, out there as well. And that's right. It's Devon Achan. He officially changed A-chan. his name. Well, it's probably all that way, but he officially changed it to media guy after that big right. game. I was like, can you guys call me Devon Achan? Isn't cool as Achan. Uh, but we'll talk about him as well. Some injuries. Uh, what to do here as we enter week four of the Dynasty world, because after week four, the bye weeks are going to start coming, and that does mean a lot in Dynasty fantasy football, so we got to talk about that. Uh, so let's get into Before we do, we got to tell you, of course, about our friends at Underdog Fantasy. It's a brand-new sign-up offer they got going on right now. If you claim your mystery pick'em special up to a $100 deposit match, uh, you're going to get a bonus hundred dollars. I mean, it's just, it's bonus. that simple. Like you put a hundred bucks in there, you give you a hundred bucks. All you gotta do is use that promo code nerds, make a deposit, head to the lobby to find out which player pick them special you got. So you're getting a special pick them and a deposit match by using that promo code nerds. Uh, what are you waiting for? Get signed up underdogfantasy.com via the app store with the promo code nerds. Underdog will double your deposit up to a hundred bucks, but there's more dice. Nerds is also gonna give you a free underdog uh with the underdog subscription we're gonna give you a free nerd herd membership for a full year you're gonna access the dynasty gm the app uh the best app out there soon to be on your sleeper app i was playing around with that on sleeper uh actually yesterday uh and of course the film room and so much more check it out use that promo code nerds underdog fancy i am up uh i'm up over double my money so far as we enter week four in underdog and all my uh best ball leagues i did in the summer feel very good first place in a lot so uh, it's, it's a four-digit number. Uh, doing pretty good over here. So let's... Uh, you must be 18 plus, 19 plus in Alabama, Nebraska, 21 plus in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpagambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK. In Tennessee, call 1-800-889-978. So after we talk about these injuries, guys, I want to kind of like bring up uh, like what you do at this point of the year, because this is a very important part of the season this week and the next couple of weeks here in Dynasty Fantasy Football. We'll talk about that after getting these injuries Garrett what let's go over some of these injuries that we have going on here in the NFL we we had the one devastating injury but other than that it was a mild week compared to what we've been seeing the past few 
start out, Matt, do you want to you, you want to take the lead on on Mike Williams here? I mean, obviously he, he was having a great game. My man, <laughs> my man ended up with a uh, seven reception, one hundred twenty one yard, and and one touchdown stat line on eight targets. Uh, and then and then the knee went out, and obviously. There was some concern there, you know, everyone sees him getting carried off, kind of helped off the field. And the lower leg was kind of the first initial type of diagnosis, but everyone kind of thought, Hey, you know, at least I thought, Hey, maybe it's just something, some sort of issue that he can get over maybe short term kind of stay on the IR, maybe four week type of thing. But the bad news came down after the MRI that it is in fact the dreaded ACL injury. And uh, Mike Williams is done for the entire season right as he was getting hot that's a tough one we we've seen the first few weeks keenan allen uh he's really i mean he's had an incredible season uh he's putting up monster numbers each and every week though so there's really no question about is he going to eat obviously he's going to the bigger question is who fills in for mike williams right now it looks like it's josh palmer is kind of the lead guy but they drafted quentin johnston in the first round so uh, who 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 are you guys picking as far as the player that you think is going to fill in uh, most admirably for Mike Williams? Yeah, this is a playoff caliber team, so I'm going to go ahead and stick with the veteran here, Josh Palmer. And, you know, Quinn Johnson, he, you know, he is a first-round prospect, and he he's an exciting big-time player. But, you know, this is a, a team with Super Bowl aspirations, playoff aspirations, and they have Keenan Allen out there. Right now, and when we saw Josh uh, Keen Allen go out, or I'm sorry, Mike Williams go out, Josh Palmer actually ran the same amount of routes as Keen Allen did. They only put Ken, Quinn Johnson in uh, for three routes, why they, Josh Palmer ran 10. So, you know, Josh Palmer's always been a nice player. Anytime that Keen Allen's gone down or Mike Williams come down, and sometimes they're both down, he had to step up. Josh Palmer's always, you know, produced at a low level, but still produced. Josh, Justin Herbert right now is absolutely humming. He, he, he's playing perfect quarterback one right now overall in fantasy football. And for me, I think if I'm making a move and you're looking for a flyer, say you're a real thin receiver, maybe for like a late second round pick, Josh Palmer might not be a good, uh, a bad addition to your team uh, who will be a free agent next year. Now, yeah, that is a little pricey and you might want to wait. Let's see how it pans out. But if I had to predict right now, who's going to kind of eat number two in that offense in the passing game, it's going to be Josh Palmer. Yeah, I mean, I think early on it, that's that's going to be true. That that's how I feel. I, you know, the 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 news kind of coming out is that they kind of wanted to slow play Quentin Johnston and and get him kind of acclimated to the NFL and up to speed a bit before they gave him a larger role. And that's kind of why he hadn't been playing much uh, at the beginning of the season. Obviously, things change um, with this injury. He's gonna he's gonna get pushed up the rung at least one spot. Which you know, I think would put him at the number three spot. Which, yeah, I mean, right now that's not going to equate to a lot of fantasy numbers. But he is a first round draft pick. You said that, Rich, yourself. I saw this is a, a player that I think is going to, in the next few weeks, start getting more and more and more acclimated to the game and and probably get more and more targets. So while Josh Palmer might be a nice short term player, I, I don't know that he has the type of skills. Um, he just doesn't have the tools in his in his tool belt, the same as a Quentin Johnston. So I, I think as he learns the game and and kind of grows a bit here uh, with exposure to the NFL game, Quentin Johnston is going to be the guy that you're you're eventually going to want. So um, I wouldn't go overpaying for Josh Palmer, Josh Palmer or anything like that on the trade market, but personally, because I just think he's going to. Yeah, I retract that statement. 
I retracted it when I said, oh, throw a second round pick. The whole time you've been talking with Sarah, I was like, I wouldn't pay a second round pick for no. Josh Palmer. No, seems, absolutely it's, not. It, it, it's too stiff of a price for me. Um, Quentin Johnston's just sitting there waiting in the wings. So that's that's who I would um, bet my money on that eventually would become the fantasy relevant guy. It, is it concerning at all to you guys? Because it used to be a lot more like what the Chargers are doing where the, they would bring the receivers along slowly and by, you know, year two, year three, that's when they really expected them to step into the offense and be a big part. But that's not how things have gone the past six, seven years. Things have changed where they're inserting rookies, rookie wide receivers in the lineup right away. They're getting lots of targets right away. We're seeing that again this year, um, even from some late round guys like Puka Nakua. And I know some of that stuff is is due to injury and whatnot, but Zay Flowers is seeing a lot of work. Uh, Jordan Addison is seeing a lot of work. Is it concerning at all that they're slow playing this or is it just simply Mike Williams was that good and Josh Palmer's that good? Yeah, I, 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 mean, honestly, I think it's I think, a little concerning. I, I, but I think having those guys on there gives them the ability to slow play. You know what I mean? Whereas, I mean, the Ravens, who the hell do they really have that's better than, say, Flowers? That's established. No one. I mean, Odell Beckham's a shell of himself. Bateman's just injured all the time. And Puka Nakua got thrust in due to injury. You know what I mean? So he he wouldn't have had a prominent as a prominent role Um as he's having now, if Cooper Cup was still there, he probably, I think he probably was good enough to still be the number two guy there. So he probably would have had those targets. But um, the fact that they're slow, slow paying Quentin Johnston, it says some things to me. It says that he has some stuff he needs to work on. Um, but they took him in the first round with high expectations. And I'm sure those expectations haven't just vanished um, through three weeks of the NFL season. Uh, so the, I would, I would imagine now, now it kind of, their mindsets changed. It's, it's flipped a switch. Hey man, sorry. We were going to try to easy in. Now it's kind of baptism by fire a little bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, we, we have a couple guys dealing with some concussions this week, Jonathan Mingo, uh, and we've seen fewer players come back the, the following week. And I think that's due to, you know, how much more strict they're being with their concussion protocol and all the hoops guys have to jump through. I was talking with uh, Matthew Betts last week and it's, it's something close to like 80% of players uh, now are missing the following week when they have a concussion. So chances are, we're not going to see Jonathan Mingo this week. We're probably not seeing Jimmy G, although if there's a position that I could see them fast tracking, uh, it would tend to be the quarterback. So we'll see how uh, that plays out. But the the bigger news is is probably Derek Carr with this HC joint injury. They pulled him out of the game. Jameis Winston went in. Uh, right now they're calling it week to week, but we already have heard rumblings about they just signed uh, Jake Luton or Lutton or however you pronounce it. Uh, they, they, they signed him to the practice squad. Like they're already kind of some signs and some warning signals that Derek Carr might be missing this week. Uh, Rich, how worried are you with, with him potentially missing or with Jameis Winston there? Is it still wheels up for, you know, Olave and Thomas and guys like that? Yeah, I think, I mean, well, Jameis already has, has already played with Michael Thomas a ton uh, there in new Orleans and for, yeah, I mean, but he's, he's still a very good vet. I mean, okay, let me take that back. Not very good. <laughs> he's a veteran quarterback, uh, that could put, that could push the ball downfield. A lot has got, you know, he runs good routes. He's got really good hands. So if it's someone out of his reach, he'll be good. I said, he already, he's already played, uh, with Michael Thomas on that roster too. And Alvin Kamara comes back this week. So, you know, is it, 
Is it a downgrade? Yeah, but at least, I mean, is Jameis considered probably one of the best number two quarterbacks in the NFL that he could possibly have to step into that starting role? I would think so. Familiar with the team, not 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 new to the offense. So a, a slight step back, but it's not like Derek Carr has been lighting the fantasy football world on fire as well. Right. Like he hasn't been put out there producing big time numbers. So if anything, you know, if, with the way Jameis can push the ball downfield, maybe this opens up things a little bit more uh, for the receivers out there in Alave and Michael Thomas and see if, you know, maybe Jawan Johnson get a little bit more involved, but yeah. we'll see. Cause you know, Alvin Kamara is coming back is also going to help. So we haven't had a chance to see Derek Carr play with Alvin Kamara yet. And we're going to have to wait a little bit. And it's going to be, it's not like it's going to be right away. This is anywhere from week five to week eight, where he's going to be coming back at. So it's like they said, like it's usually like a two to four week win, uh injury here. So, a little concerning, but also excited at the same time to see Jameis get out there uh, and make some plays. You know, somebody's an injury. They, they need a quarterback in the meantime. It's a good time to offload Jameis Winston in Superflex leagues. Maybe get a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, a fifth-round pick. I mean, really just about anything because you had almost a, a zero asset on your roster. Anytime a quarterback gets a start, there's already always somebody looking for a little bit of help. Maybe there was a contender that had Justin Fields. They don't feel comfortable getting him out there, and they think he has better weapons out there in New Orleans. So, I mean, really. Really, this right, any kind of pick whatsoever uh, is a benefit, even if it's a fourth round pick. Now you have two fourth round picks, and maybe by the time you get to the third round, there'll be somebody you like there, and somebody will take two fourths for a third, so it could actually get you bumped up to the third. So that's where I would be looking this week with the Saints quarterback situation. Yeah, and I mean, and for me, this this does feel like potentially a good situation for some of the assets on the outside. I mean, Rashid Rashid Shahid. Um, being another one, one that that Rich didn't mention as a guy that can get downfield, um, might have a little bit of a bump uh, as well in this offense. It's not like like Rich said, Derek Carr wasn't tearing it up or anything like that. Um, so you know, as a New like if you're a New Orleans fan, get ready for some ups and downs. There's going to be some exciting stuff with Jameis Winston. There's going to be some really really bad plays with Jameis Winston. Luckily, they have a, a you know a solid to, to actually more than solid, a very very good defense. Um, so they'll be able to maybe hide some of his mistakes if he does get a little uh, little too loose with the football, so to speak, and um, has some bad turnovers. But f- from a fantasy perspective, I don't I don't think this is bad at all. It, and actually, it, it could be a good thing uh, just from a fantasy output for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is a team that is in a bad division. And they have just as much of a chance to make the playoffs as any other team because eight wins, nine wins will probably get it done in this division. Uh, That'll probably send you to the playoffs. So uh, they're still going to be all in. They're still going to be, you know, flinging the ball down the field. And it'll be interesting to see how much they let Jameis be Jameis with that defense. Is they going to say like, hey, go do your thing, sling it down the field? Or are they going to kind of try to rein them back a little bit? Just like, hey. Don't turn the ball over. Let's make smart decisions. Like I'm really curious to see what the play calling looks like, and if that helps or hurts some of these weapons, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it plays can, out. Can they rein him in? Is that possible? I feel like I feel like that dude just eats I don't W's, know, man. and once he does, once it's he true. starts, it's just it's never going to stop, man. So I don't I don't know. I mean, his workouts are legendary, so they probably legendary. saw the workout tape and said, "Hey, let the ball go. Let it just go. Let it sling. Let it fly." Uh, last injury update we have here, Saquon Barkley, his ankle, uh, he already missed this past week. So this isn't a new injury, 
but there is some new information. Finally, he admitted like, oh, yeah, it is. It is a high ankle sprain. Like originally it was just an ordinary ankle injury, right. whatever that means. Uh, but it's it's now a high ankle. So it sounds like week four is still probably unlikely. We're probably not seeing him back until week five uh, at best. So probably one more week without Saquon Barkley. Uh, anything as far as their backup running backs or how this affects Daniel Jones, or is it just wait till he comes back and it is what it is? Well, I hope it's not uh, for things to come that what happened last week with that abysmal performance by Daniel Jones and your Giants. And, you know, Matt Breida is just a Jag, so he's nothing special whatsoever. Um, it's just one of the things you're just to be patient for and wait till he comes back. And like you said, you hope it's week five compared to week six. I do have a running back that might be on somebody's waiver wire. Uh, not a lot of leagues won't be on his waiver. It might be a good sneaky pickup. Who's that? If you did lose Barkley. Keen, uh, Keen Mitchell, running back for the Ravens. Yep. Uh, was undrafted free agent, and you know, this Carolina, is a player. Right? Yeah, yep, East Carolina University. And, you know, right now, Melvin Gordon, they brought up, and Justice Hill, we know Justice Hill. He's got a speed to get the outside, but that's about all he can do. And when we saw, last time we saw Keaton Mitchell before he had to go to IIR, which he's able to come back after this week. So he's, able, he's eligible to come back week five. Um, he was getting some first uh team reps there in the preseason looked pretty good when he was in there too when we didn't know when jk dobbins was gonna come back like he actually looked pretty good out there for the baltimore ravens he's another fast guy um not not bad in the open field whatsoever so keaton mitchell running back for the baltimore ravens might be a sneaky pickup for dynasty leagues if he's available on your waiver wires yeah, that's a nice I one like it um, all right but speaking of, of guys coming off ir uh, real quick before we move on what are we doing with the old colt the colt situation obviously um Zach must have been playing pretty well, right? But but um, Taylor is expected to be coming back also week five. Are we trying to move on from this guy? I know I, I know this wasn't part of our little sheet here. I just it was just no, something, that, something that popped in my head with when Rich started talking injuries and people coming off IR. Um, how are you guys feeling about that? I what, think it comes down. What do you guys think? I think it comes down to if he's willing to play for the Colts. Like if his stance changed, like hey, I'm just gonna play on this. Uh, this contract become a free agent next year and and just move on with my life or he plays he's like hey man oh my back still hurts a little bit and they're okay you know we're just going to trade you and he, and he pulls uh tj hawkinson all of a sudden my back feels great kind of situation so um i think it's really ball is kind of in jonathan taylor's court because there are some teams out there right now that could use a running back uh so we you know that obviously some teams that we thought before like the miami dolphins and the buffalo bills no longer need uh a guy like that but jonathan taylor as a top tier talent. So uh, if you have them, I can, it's, it's more of a wait and see Garrett. I don't know how you feel about it, but like, I'm, I'm really more like, like, is he going to play for the Colts? Is he not? Cause I really thought he was going to get traded up at the trade deadline and he ended up not getting traded. So it's a real unknown right now. If he even plays again, I know Adam Schefter had that report saying that he does plan on playing week five. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm banking all of that on is, and, and granted things could change between then and now, but it does seem like he the what he decided to do it's kind of run its course he proved his point that he's not happy and he's a smart guy he's a very intelligent player i think he's going to kind of read the tea leaves just i got to do what i got to do i got to play my year so i can get out of here and get where i need to get so i i do expect that to happen and i think once that does he's going to get a pretty full complement of touches Sure, maybe Zach Moss is still involved, but I've I've seen some people talking about, oh, it's it's now going to be a split, or it, I think 
maybe that happens for one week while Jonathan Taylor gets reacclimated with the offense and Anthony Richardson. But I just can't, I just can't imagine after a week or so that it's any sort of split. I think it's going to be Jonathan Taylor, the lead back in the offense. He's he's just he's far too talented. And I think this this Colts team with Anthony Richardson is playing a little bit better than maybe people initially realized. And that's another division where we saw this week, it's wide open. Uh, the the Texans beat the Jaguars. Like, nobody is unbeatable in that division. So, out of nowhere, the Colts could make the playoffs and make things really interesting. So, I, I think Jonathan Taylor comes in. And if there's still any dip left, which I'm guessing he's only become more expensive in most leagues as he gets closer and closer to his opportunity to come back. But if there's any discount remaining, I'm still willing to scoop that up because I think once he gets reacclimated with this offense, we're talking about a guy that's going to be a top, you know, for the rest of the games that he's playing and a points per game basis, a top five, six back the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, that's what Zach Moss is currently right now. Zach Moss over the last two games is running back number five overall. Uh, and we know Jonathan Taylor is a better running back than Zach Moss. So that offense, we obviously know, can run the ball well. Uh, and what we already seen with Zach Moss. So it's going to be interesting. I agree with you, Garrett, that he'll just kind of split the carries early. But this is uh, going to be a healthy Jonathan Taylor coming in for this team. And we've already seen what Zach Moss could do in this offense. So it's going to be an exciting time to get Jonathan Taylor. If you've been able to like hold off these last couple of weeks, pull like maybe if you go on 500, get a win or, you know, two and two here, uh, it's going to be an exciting time to get Jonathan Taylor back. Even if you had plans to trade him, you know, if, if, if it's anything like Zach Moss, where who's averaging over 20 points per game, uh, averaging about 21 points per game right now, uh, you're going to be able to get a major haul back for Jonathan Taylor. If you're trying to look to sell right before that second contract, which is a great selling time for running backs. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So real quick, I guess, before we move on again, <laughs> and I know you guys are about to look at you, no. Mr. Interjection here. I know I'm, I'm playing the part of rich today and just jumping right in and, and maybe even <laughs> swimming over top of people. But um, Anthony Richardson, you guys mentioned him again and it dinged another thing in my brain. Also not not practicing yet again this week early on. Any any long term concern there? Like, dude, this might be a, a much worse kind of head injury than we than we expected. That he's still not playing. I haven't heard anything about that, um, but yeah, that, I don't love hearing that. Yeah, I just I just wanted uh, to get. Curious to, I just to wanted. To, I'm sure no one loves hearing it. I just want to kind of get the reaction. And, and no, see no, I, I'll be. I will be concerned if he misses this week. But I, my guess is he's probably they're probably being cautious with it, and we'll see him probably in Thursday's practice. If we're not seeing him in Thursday and Friday, and you know he's up to game time to sit like. Then yeah, I'm a little bit concerned, but I could see it just simply being uh, uh we're gonna take it easy in practice this week, no unnecessary risks, and we'll get him in there on Thursday for you know the full walkthrough of everything, and we should be good. So uh, I'm I'm kind of waiting now with now, now with bated breath for Thursday's practice report. And, and I'm a bit like split because I feel like he's a such a, a guy that's in need of development that they that I would think they'd want him in there as much as possible, and, and the fact that they're not doing it. Has has kind of another red flag up, but also I could see your point, um, Garrett, that you just made as, hey, let's just take it easy. Let's get him to kind of through the week and, and kind of progress him slowly just because it's he's the franchise, basically. So, I mean, I get I kind of see both sides of the coin there a, a bit. So um, if he doesn't practice, I will be worried that it was uh, a pretty substantial head injury. So I'm not a doctor again, but uh, just just concerned. <laughs> not a doctor. Yep. <laughs> Not yet, at least. <laughs> Dr. Matt. 
Uh, I got to tell you about our friends at Sleeper. Everybody knows Sleeper. You know, at least half our audience has their dynasty leagues on Sleeper right now. We have a new partnership with them. And right now it's great because Sleeper offers this new way to play DFS where you can win up to 100 times your entry, the highest payouts in all the DFS market. You can track your fantasy players and your Sleeper picks in real time. Choose two to eight of your favorite players from the pregame, live, in-game, or even across different sports. Pick more or less in the predicted stats. Only on Sleeper can you get up to 100 times your payouts. You can share with your friends, get rewarded together. As long as you use that promo code NERDS, and you're going to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use uh, details. Currently operational in over 25 states. With our partnership, we're integrating our Dynasty GM experience into the Sleeper app. Look for that in the minis tab in the bottom right-hand corner on your Sleeper app soon. Uh, as far as I know, I was just playing with it the other day. should hopefully be up by week five. Um, don't forget to use the promo code NERDS, 100% match on that deposit up to $100. There's going to be a link in the show sheet so you can click on that or use the middle tab on your Sleeper app. There we go. Let's also make sure we remind you about FFPC. That's right. It is the best place to play your high stakes dynasty league. Leagues never fold over there, but right now we're focused on the weekly challenges. There's no draft, no salary cap, no convoluted rules. It's super simple and easy. 10 team, 30 team, or even 100 team contest. Just pick your players by Sunday's 1 p.m. start and let them ride. Uh, results will be determined by the total points accumulated by each lineup entry, and you will get $25 off a $35 or $200 entry by using the promo code NERDS. That's right, promo code NERDS. So go to myffpc.com, do the look for the weekly challenges, and use promo code NERDS for $25 off any entry for new members. Yeah, before we talk about these next couple of players, I just want to remember, y'all probably mention this next uh, over the next couple of weeks as well. But this is a really good time as you know we see these injuries come up every single week. We just lost Mike Williams. We're losing players left and right. Definitely at the running back position. Teams that thought they were going to be contenders in your dynasty league are no longer contenders, and they're starting to feel the heat right now. You have a team sitting at one and three, zero oh and three. I highly encourage you to go start look at those rosters and look at what pieces you feel like would be a good fit to help you be a contender. Um, to start poaching them because they might start feeling, hey, hey, my draft pick's going to be a high draft pick. If I'm already 0-3, I might as well go ahead and go try and get a Marvin Harrison. I can start shedding some of this old weight on my roster. That's anywhere from 27, 28. And this is where you really start to find value on players. When people are more desperate to offload, they're usually willing to take a little bit less uh, than the offseason or right before the season starts or even even closer to the playoff time. The sooner you get on this, the better it will be because as you get to the playoff or the trade deadline, People are going to really start to ask for a little bit more, knowing that you're a little bit more desperate. Right now, the desperate teams are the 1-2 and two teams, the 0-3 teams. And same thing next week uh, and the week after that. As t- you want to start paying attention because even now, there's that false uh, mirage of c- competition right now because nobody's experienced the bye weeks, right? Like, even if you're able to stay healthy, that's fine. There's no bye weeks. You're not missing players that uh, aren't playing. Well, after this week, players will start hitting their buys. More players will get injured. So over these next three, four weeks are going to be absolutely the best time in your league to acquire draft picks if you're selling or to acquire players at somewhat of a discount. Uh, 
So I just want to throw it out there. We'll probably mention it every single week, but this is the perfect time to make sure you're take, checking it every single week. Look at the bottom of the rosters, identifying teams that were contenders that are no longer contenders. And that's what's great about the Dynasty GM app as well and that league analyzer. It kind of really helps you navigate that very quickly. So I'd monitor that every single week and watch these teams are slowly, slowly starting to fall back and start to poach them. Yeah, man, that's great stuff. No, that's a that's yep. a great reminder. Uh, it, that that life cycle of dynasty. Uh, it's always important to remember when the best time to capitalize on certain players are. So let's talk about let's talk about uh, a guy that I absolutely Ooh. loved. Oh, tell him, uh, Rich, tell him the year. You know, the whole process after we got done watching our film and we gave our final ranks uh, on the show. Like I had Devon Achan as my number four overall player. And I did get a little bit um, a little bit of slack on that, and that was okay. Uh, I, I still love the player. I know a lot of people were saying, oh, you can't have a Zach Charbonnet, and I just kind of giggled at that one because uh, that made that was an easy person. I had Tajay Spears ahead of Charbonnet, just as you did too, Garrett. But Devon Achan, uh, that's his name now, no longer Devon Achan, it's Achan. He had an absolute massive yeah. game. Yeah. 18 attempts, 203 yards, two touchdowns, four targets, four receptions, 30 yards, and two touchdowns. So right now, the, the lid has exploded, right? The pot is boiling. He is red hot. Good luck out there trying to trade for him now. Some owners might be trying to offset him or offload him for a first and second, then get him. Definitely if he slips the second round in some drafts. But this is a really exciting for me, for a person that, you know, I, I talk about the podcast a lot where I get real excited when what I study on tape for a player translates to the NFL. And it translates early. Like when you see that come into fruition early, uh, kind of how we were talking about Bijan, right, the other day, about how smooth that, that came into transitioning to the NFL. Everything, I, I have a video I just retweeted out on YouTube that I did about a little over four months ago, right there NFL draft, kind of explaining why I thought Devon Achan could be a running back one. And everything I say in this video, it's about a five-minute video. It's on my Twitter at Dynasty Rich. Came to fruition. This is a player that, you know, despite his size, where he's a little bit smaller, plays bigger than he is. He's not afraid to run to be between the tackles. Uh, he has amazing speed. He has just as good a vision. He's explosive in the open field. He could bounce off tacklers at times, even though he's a little bit smaller and he really dominates in that outside zone scheme. And when he went to Miami, you know, he was already my rookie one for pre-draft process. And the fact that he went to Miami uh, in the third round post-draft, that just really solidified that one four and kind of underlined it for me. And we saw everything that he does on tape in that scheme, in that system, just come to fruition. And he was only, I mean, he only had four targets, the four receptions because Raheem Mostert's very viable in the passing game as well. And I know there was no Jalen Waddle, but man, did he dominate with those ones as well? Those two touchdowns. Now I know uh, there are two of those were those sneak plays where they looked at their fade now and there's a quick shuttle pass right there at the goal line. And he got in there, but you know, what I'm most excited about is he's a home run threat. Anytime he touches the ball and he showed that uh, already. And it wasn't like this was garbage time like big time plays. Oh. I know the 165 yard run it was left there's 8 minutes left in the fourth quarter, but he was getting carries early on there with Raheem Mostert and I said 18 for 2 or 3. Those are the kind of numbers that you could put expect for Devon HN. Yes, can he get bot will you get bottled up in some games? Of course. But this is a big time player that I look to be a running back one. And to me, just as excited as Alvin Kamara looked uh, eight years ago, that's how excited I am about a guy like Devon Achan in this system. And we've used, I've used personally 
Alva Kamara is a reference now for years saying, you know, when we talk about these kind of players, like is Alva Kamara the best running back in the NFL? No, but that scheme fits him perfectly. And that's how he's been able to dominate and be a fancy football hall of famer at the running back position for how many running back one seasons he's had. He's a hall of fame dynasty fans football player. And I think Devon Achan could come to that player. So when we talk about what could be an overpay today, could be an underpay tomorrow. What are you guys paying for Devon Achan after one game? Well, Rich, um, obviously, you know, anyone that took him in a league that we were in, it was likely in the first round. Some, But some people, he might have slipped to the second round, right? I mean, you know, a week ago, you could have gotten him for a first pretty easily, probably, right? All around, hey, yeah, I'll cash that in. He hasn't, he's got 1.9 points last week, none, none in week one. Now, now there's a bump. I mean, you you don't score <laughs> 51 points in in a week and not get some sort of bump, right? Um, is it is it two first round draft picks? I mean, I, I I would imagine that's the asking price, right? And that's the that's probably the price of doing business. Is that what you're willing to pay? Who knows, man? I I I, I, I hate I hate paying two first for running backs. I really do. I would. But I wouldn't mind paying two firsts and I'm getting a, like HN and a second yeah, back. Right, exactly. Two firsts. It depends on where those firsts are, too. Contender. Yeah. I mean, it, you'd have to be a contender. Right. If you're you talking absolutely would. Um, so that's kind of my thought process. If, I, if I'm if i selling him, I'm not taking anything less than two. Um, otherwise, I'll just hold on to him and wait, wait for him to have another. I mean, obviously, listen. Miami scored 70 points this week. That is not going to happen every week. Um, so... No. This is definitely the high water mark. I mean, it's likely high. It's probably his high water mark for his entire career, right? I mean, 51 points in a game. Yeah, 100%. Only nine players have done that before, put over 50 points in right. nine quarterbacks. So, you know, like, let's not let's not get crazy. He looks great. Everything is kind of the what you explained, Rich. Like, he is a great fit for this scheme. He obviously does exactly what they want. You know, you look at the numbers as far as miles per hour. Um, from this past weekend, and it's Devon A. Chain at 21.93, Tyree Kill at 21.66, Raheem Mostert at 21.62, Tyree Kill 21.52, and then Devon A. Chain at 21.5. Those are the top five speed, you know, like the guys that, that ran the fastest in the NFL this past week. So they want to get out and run. They have all the guys to do it. I mean, that's you're taking Jalen Waddle out of the picture here. You still got the top five guys or the top five, you know, miles per hour. Um, plays uh so these guys they know what they want they're good at identifying them and they're, and they're they're great at fitting these guys into their scheme and and, and kind of highlighting them so devon a chain he's a perfect match he does exactly what they want him to do i wouldn't i i feel so dirty saying two first round draft picks is what i would take for him um would i pay it i i god man i if in the right scenario i would I, you know if i'm if i'm sitting on the precipice of of a championship team and, and this guy's listen he's not gonna get you 51 every week but he can get you 20 and 25 and that's that those are championship winning type of of players right there so if they're two late first round draft picks i'm okay i'm okay given that i don't feel great about it but i'm okay i'd offer that instead i'll try to get each hand a second back that's what i would like to get back in a second and i know there's a lot of people probably listening in their ear the, you know in their headphones right now or their radios going Pfft. two firsts for Devon Achan, 
But, I mean, you got to really think this out for long-term for Dynasty, right? Like, you're not finding many running backs that are going to put up 20 points per game. Um, it's hard enough to find guys that consistently give you 15 to 16 points per game. And you're talking about a guy who's, like, 21 years old. Um, and, like we just said, in a scheme, in a system, that's probably almost guaranteed to be in this offense for the next four years because Mike McDaniel is not going anywhere. Uh, Delhi with Tua. Raheem Mostert's 31 years old. I know they like Jeff Wilson, but he'll be 28. They're not going to be long on this roster after this year. It'd be hard to see, you know, as good as Raheem Mostert looks, um, it'd be hard to see a 32-year running back on there. Even then, two, three years down the road, if you have a chance, I mentioned, if you have a chance to get an Alvin Kamara today, uh, two first-round picks will look like you're stealing. And is it a risk? Yes, but it's no riskier than the two draft picks you're going to, you know, what the guys you're going to select. That's all it is. Um, it, it's dynasty. It's all going to be a risk. But this is a player that we saw his tape and now it's translating the NFL. Again, one game, but like when people's like, that's where I stop and people are like, oh, Rich, it's just one game. It's one game. No, it's not one game. I It's his entire college career that I watch and then he went to the perfect system fit for that college career. And I saw what I could do in that one game. So if anything, uh, this price tag could go up, you know, and it's not going to differentiate from that for two firsts anyway. So if I can get him for two firsts and I get him in a second back, I'd be pretty happy with that. And yeah, is it risky, but that's kind of risk you got to take because there's very limited windows to get those kind of players before they become almost unattainable for what you had to give up to get them where it hurts your team compared to help them. And what looks like an overpaid day is going to be underpaid tomorrow. Garrett, I'm ex- I'm kind of interested to see what you have to say about this. Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled with what I saw this past week. It was truly incredible to watch. Uh, he was a guy that I, I had a high grade on. Uh, basically, in, in in the nerd score, if you have above a a 72, the hit rate is really really high. And then especially if you cross into that 73 74 threshold, the hit rates are are pretty pretty legit uh in in the nerd score that jared and i do he had a 73.83 so very good score especially considering he got knocked on a few things just because you know i had to rank for how does he do with true pure power well i'm not i can't give him a super i agree with that but i don't think he's gonna win that way i think he's gonna win with his speed and his elusiveness at the next level and and he breaks tackles pretty well for a guy his size so all of the things that I had, you know, as far as acceleration and speed were just off the charts. And I remember talking about kind of like, you know, when we were talking about Anthony Richardson, I was like, you know, if this guy goes to, to Indianapolis, it's a perfect fit. And it was the same thing with Devon HN or HN when we talked about him pre-draft. If he goes to Miami, it's a perfect fit. It's an offense predicated on speed. You know, he's he's able to you know, he doesn't have to do a ton of wiggling. It's basically, hey, put your foot in the ground, find the seam, go and just hit that seam hard. And for a sprinter, a legitimate Olympic level sprinter like he is, it's a perfect fit. So loved getting to see him out there. It was weird that, you know, Ahmed and guys like that were ahead of him. But it's it's really nice to see him play and perform this well. No, of course, he's not going to do this type of thing every week, but when we're talking about the two first range, is it possibly premature to talk about that? I guess, but am I willing to do it? Yeah, I am willing to do it because I don't anticipate this price tag going down. Like sure. Maybe he has one bad week and people panic that he's too small or he's, you know, whatever, but he is a perfect, perfect fit 
for what they do. And he is a really, really talented player. And look, you spent a late, or at least I did. I spent a late first, and that's why I have a decent amount of shares of Devon Achan. I have a, a good amount because I was willing to spend a late first to get him on my team. So you're just... I spent one four on Oh, wow. I'm guessing yeah. one QB, though? Yeah, one QB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Besides, I got a lot of I got a lot of HN too as well because I was willing to spend that capital. Yeah, and but with that, you're just replacing the one first. So would you pay basically an extra first, an extra late first, to get him on your team? And at this point, I, I think I would. All right, let's move on to the next thing here, uh, Garrett. There are four teams currently right now in the NFL without a win. These teams are the Vikings, Broncos, Bears, and Panthers. What player should we like be most worried about here? Like losing their jobs, changing teams, maybe as a trade uh, deadline's coming up. I've already uh, heard from a, a, what looks like a, a reliable source says the uh, the Broncos are already talking about um, making multiple trades here. Maybe blown this up. I know Garrett Bowles just came out very unhappy oh, with the team, the left tackle. Oh yeah, saying all he's done is lose. So he's probably gonna be on the trade block here. We know Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton were both on the trade block earlier. Uh, nothing really came to fruition here. I know Cortland Sutton almost got traded the Ravens, uh, but that was about it. What are you guys thinking here? These teams and how it's gonna affect our dynasty teams going um, forward. Um, you know, obviously, obviously, where there's smoke, there's fire. I, th- I feel like the Broncos are the most likely at this point. I don't think anyone else is kind of hitting the panic button that are are real low in the rankings. Obviously, the Jets are not going right. to fast, but they're at least got to play. Like they're not going to uh, unload a bunch of people because they think Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Some of the other, the other teams that are kind of bottom feeders in the divisions or Cincinnati, they're just kind of waiting for Joe Burrow to get healthy. Tennessee Titans one and two, that one could be interesting, right? Um, in my opinion, anyway, a lot of older players on there. That could be a, a roster that gets kind of churned uh, throughout the year. But specifically the Denver Broncos, I could definitely see them unloading some of their fantasy assets. I mean, Cortland Sutton, like you said, has already been rumored kind of to be on the move at, at one point in the offseason. It never happened. The problem is none of them are playing, <laughs> you know, like out, you know, over the top and great in order to kind of showcase themselves in order to, to, to get anything good for the Broncos. So who knows if that happens just because the whole team just looks kind of like a mess. Um, it's, it's interesting. Some of the other one, I mean, obviously the bears. Yeah. The, right? the bears and Broncos actually play each other this week. So fortunate for them. One of them has to at least get a tie. Somebody's got to <laughs> win. Saw that today too. I was like, yeah. Win. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be, that'll be really interesting. You guys mentioned, you know, Judy Sutton, uh, Sutton's done a little bit. Uh, I think he's done better than people project. Uh, what I really wanted to happen. It obviously won't. Uh, but I thought it was hilarious. Like, Oh, the, the Jets need a quarterback. Maybe maybe Russell Wilson should get traded to the Jets. Uh, only then he would be reunited with his uh, coach last year. That didn't quite pan out. Um, but but I am keeping an eye on the Bears. And I wanted to bring them up specifically because, look, we we like to highlight the things we get right. But here I've got to I've got to like own up to it. I was in on fields like I really thought that he was going to take that next step and it's only three weeks you know it's it's not done and over but with them having two first round picks there would have to be a drastic drastic turnaround is it possible sure but it doesn't look very good right now and so that's one of those players that I and that's the toughest part about the quarterback position more so than anything else is just 
how is the between the ears stuff going to go? And I think that's been one of the biggest things this year for Justin Fields is he's not developed his ability to be able to read the field like I thought he would. He hasn't taken the next steps in the passing game. So I, I am concerned about that. And this could be a scenario where the Bears just kind of rip the Band-Aid off. They, because this is year three for this regime. They could just let everybody go. They could start over and they could be starting over legitimately because they have the Panthers pick who are also without a win. They could legitimately be starting with Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. Now, I will say for redraft, though, I do think Fields is a potential value to trade for in redraft because somebody has to start the rest of the year. They want to do the best they can to showcase him, and maybe somebody will be interested if they end up moving on from Fields. And he's going to at some point just revert to back, back to what he was doing before and just running for his life. And so there is still potential fantasy goodness for this year. But my long-term outlook on Justin Fields has tr- has changed drastically, which which really sucks. Yeah, I made a, I made that trade in a Superflex League months and months ago where I have so many Justin Herbert shares where I end up trading Justin Herbert for Justin Fields and like J.K. Dobbins Ugh. is what the trade was, I think. Um, and I think it's something small on top. It, you know, it is what it is. Those kind of moves you make in Dynasty and some work out and some don't. And this is a situation that might not work out. Now, I'm not saying all's lost on Justin Fields because like how much is this you know, is it the coaching staff? Like, why isn't the coaching staff putting him in position to win? I mean, we were having, a, I mean, if we look back, I mean, we had the exact same conversations last year sure. about Justin Fields. The difference was he was running the ball uh, a, a little bit better than he is right now. So it, it's weird. I don't know what's going on here. Is it, does he take time to rev up here and get the, get the offense going? Is it just a coaching staff and him are not on the same page? Because right now you're right, Gary. He's not reading the defenses. Uh, he's not. It's just everything's not pit. Like everything's not playing out for Justin Fields no. as we had all predicted. You know, in this offseason, we saw him and DJ Moore have that really good connection where they're consistently connected there in the preseason and in practice and joint practices. For me, I'm I'm really confused because this is a talented quarterback who we saw last year take a step forward the second half of the year. Right. And now it's taking one big massive step back. And I, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say, Oh, this is all Justin Fields. Like he's not reading the defense the way he's supposed to Like, I want to know what the coaching staff is asking him to do. Right. And this is one of those systems where they're trying to put a square peg in a round hole. hundred percent. And, and, you know, I mentioned to you guys before the show or anything that I, that family in town this weekend, uh, so I, I was a little bit preoccupied at times, but my family was from Chicago and my cousin and I were specifically talking about the Chicago bears a little bit. Um, and he's like, we have, we have the best running back in the league. You know, like, like it was like his comment to me. He doesn't follow like anything other than Chicago, the Chicago bears. He's not like, he doesn't know the rest of the league or anything like that. He's like a, a very hometown centric uh, type of fan. And, and I had the exact same conversation with him. I'm like, listen, from my perspective, I feel like they need to get this guy moving more. And he's like, definitely for sure. He's like, he's like, they're just trying to like have him be a drop back passer. And that is a square pack in a round hole. And I use those exact terms with him. And it's just, I, I don't understand what they're hoping to gain from that kind of, uh, kind of coaching style. I, I just do what, do what works well for him. And if, 
if he's slow to kind of pick things up, baby step it, like build on the things he does well. Don't just force him to do what you want him to do right off the rip. I mean, when a guy like Ben Roethlisberger came in the league, he used his legs quite a bit and he was a dual threat type of guy, big Ben. And, and he eventually developed much more as a passer and became just a pocket passer, but that took years. It wasn't immediate, but they are immediately trying to turn this guy that has a very, very good skill set into something that he's just not yet. And they may end up ruining him completely before this is all said and done. Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully maybe they come around and switch tactics and kind of get back to basics or get back to what he was at least good at last year and kind of try to start building from that again. Cause right now it doesn't look great. And, it, and it, it's not clicking. He, he, like you mentioned, Garrett, he still can't process quick enough when I see him play and he gets pressure right in his face. He still doesn't know what to do. He, that was one of the biggest issues I saw with him coming into the NFL from this college tape. It hasn't progressed. He hasn't gotten better at that. Um, so that it's, it's an issue and it's, it's, it's a bummer because he's got a ton of talent. Hopefully um, the coaching staff will start helping him out a little bit more and get him on design movement plays where he's thrown on the run. That's what he's good at. That's what he can do well. And I don't understand, uh, I guess, why the Chicago Bears coaching staff hasn't figured that out. Yeah. Are, are you guys willing to buy low? Or is it one of those situations that's just so bad right now that you don't want to touch it? I don't want to take the risk. Uh, because right now his value went from being a first round startup pick to, you know, he's going below guys like Jordan Love now, CJ Stroud, like he's in the like the Bryce Young range for people as far as quarterbacks. Uh, are you guys interested in attempting to buy low or is it just is it just too ugly right now to to approach? Because it, it I'm torn on it because I am terrified by what I've seen. But on the flip side on a week where everything went wrong, then they, and I'm not even talking about the game, like just the week leading up to the game. Right. Yeah. Then absolutely. you had to play the chiefs. Like it wasn't like they had somebody where it was like, Oh, we get to have a get back game against, yeah, you know, whoever. Jets. No, they had to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you had to go against the chiefs. Like that's, that's tough. So it could bounce back or could end up on a new, like Atlanta could end up taking them and could, turn the things around and, you know, ends up being a great quarterback. But I, I see the risk at the same time where this could just implode and he's just never a starting quarterback. So I, are you guys willing to buy or or is it just hands off? Yeah, I like how you mentioned Atlanta because that would be a really good spot for Justin Fields to go to, um, a, you oh, know, a run-centric coach. Yeah, you know, and a run-centric coach to kind of like really ease him into uh, that system out there because if it doesn't work in Chicago, he's going to get traded. And, and, you know, I can see Atlanta, definitely how they're already 2-1. and one. Um, Somehow they have a mid-range pick there in the NFC giving up their first for Justin Fields. And I kind of feel the same way. If I'm a contender, I have no problem getting them a first. I mean, anytime you get to take a gamble – uh, on a young quarterback, it's worth taking that gamble. Uh, sometimes it pans out, sometimes it doesn't. You know, like I said, if you if you give a first for Jordan Love two years ago or so, like you feel pretty good about that right now. And I know Matt sold him for a first at the same time. And, and, I, and if I bet Matt can have it back, he would have Jordan Love back. But, you know, those are the games we play in Dicey because sometimes it works out and doesn't. So as long as I'm a contender, uh, which usually puts you in position, never have a shot at a young QB, which is 50-50 anyways. 
I have no problem giving him a first round pick. If I'm locked in where I'm, I'm probably not going to play out, make the playoffs. I'd rather just hold on to my pick and see if I get in position here to get the Drake May, the Quinn Ewers, or see where these quarterbacks end up in this NFL draft. If not, even a guy like you know Marvin Harrison Jr. could easily get you a Justin uh, Justin Fields right now. If you compare him to somebody like. I don't want to say, say you compare him to a player like Devontae Smith value. Is that, say that's where like Marvin Harrison Jr. comes in right now. That could probably get you a, a pretty decent, I can get you Jordan Love right now if you want to. That could get you Daniel Jones. I know Daniel Jones isn't having the greatest uh, of times right now, but that can kind of get you a quarterback you're a little bit more comfortable with. So I'd have to be a, a contender only to give up that first, but I would feel comfortable doing it. I, I think a now first, you- yeah, I think a first range, I, I still would feel comfortable uh, for sure. I, I Anything greater than that, I'm starting to feel like I'm taking a little bit too much risk, and, and it's, it's not starting to feel good anymore. Um, the Jordan Love thing, getting back to what you were saying, Rich, I, I do kind of regret getting rid of him for a first-round draft pick when I did, but at the same time for that team, um, I had I had Justin Herbert, I have Tua, I had Daniel Jones, I had just picked yeah. I had just picked Love in the second, so that that was a quick flip for me. Like it was, a, I got him in the second, got a first for him. So sometimes those are the trades that you make. I mean, long term it didn't work out great. In the short term, I got a first, you know, for a second, basically pretty quick. So it wasn't it wasn't awful. Um, and those are the kind of trades that that kind of make the dynasty world go around, right? I mean, um, it probably worked out great for the person that uh, that traded the first in the long term, um, you know. But he went through probably two years of wondering what the heck he gave up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh my god, sure. um, yeah. So. And and Justin Fields to uh, to kind of wrap that in a bow. Justin Fields could be that same type of crappy feeling. You might you might give up a first for him now and feel really crappy about him kind of the rest of this season as it unfolds. But if he gets on to another team, uh, it could be greener pastures and it could end up working out. So that's that's kind of the thought process of giving up a first round draft pick for a guy like that because he's just got a ton of talent. Um, hopefully he gets somewhere that can kind of unlock it. Absolutely. All right. Let's let's say show. Uh, remember to check out our sponsors, Underdog, MyFFPC, and Sleeper. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a rating review on iTunes. Check us out on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, follow button there as well. We'll be back next week, like always. Hope your team's going to stay healthy, and we're not talking about anybody out for the year. I'm excited as we get um, this last full week of NFL teams. Remember, there is 9.30 games this Saturday, Ooh, uh, this Sunday, right. so make sure you get your lineup set. Uh, make sure you don't wait till like, you're going to awesome in the morning. Make sure check that at night because by the time you wake up there will be football on definitely for you west coasters out there uh but you know this is it once these buys come in it's really starts to define uh the standings in your dynasty league so i'm excited to see the new challenge that's about to uh approach us here yeah mike williams you're my boy dude adios